ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यज्ञानंजनशलाकाय ंड Purport. The word Muni means one who can agitate his mind in various ways for mental speculation without coming to a factual conclusion. It is said that every Muni has a different angle of vision, and unless a Muni differs from other Munis, he cannot be called a Muni in the strict sense of the term. Nacharasavrishya yasya matang nabhinnam, from Mahabharat. But a sthitadhir Muni, as mentioned herein by the Lord, is different from an ordinary Muni. The sthita dhir muni is always in Krishna consciousness, for he has exhausted all his business of creative speculation. He is called Prashanta Nisheshamanoratantara from Stotra Ratna, or one who has surpassed the stage of mental speculations and has come to the conclusion that Lord Sri Krishna or Vasudev is everything. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahat Masudurlabhaha. He is called a muni fixed in mind. Such a fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries, for he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord, thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds, and he sees that his miseries, by the grace of the Lord, are minimized to the lowest. Similarly, when he is happy, he gives credit to the Lord, thinking himself unworthy of their happiness. He realizes that it is due only to the Lord's grace that he is in such a comfortable condition and able to render better service to the Lord. And for the service of the Lord, he is always daring and active and is not influenced by attachment or aversion. Attachment means accepting things for one's own sense gratification, and detachment is the absence of such sensual attachment. But one fixed in Krishna consciousness has neither attachment nor detachment because his life is dedicated in the service of the Lord. Consequently, he is not at all angry even when his attempts are unsuccessful. Success or no success, a Krishna conscious person is always steady in his determination. First, I'd like to express my happiness in seeing so many happy devotees. I was just. This morning, reading an article from uh, a Krishna Conscious magazine from ninety-one uh, years ago, and the article was called "Ananda," which means happiness. So, Krishna Conscious is full of Ananda, happiness. Uh, of course, we have philosophy also. We've come here to discuss Bhagavad Gita philosophy. But this is this is not dry, boring philosophy. This is the philosophy that reveals Krishna, who is the supreme absolute truth and the reservoir of pleasure. And the uh, conclusion of this philosophy is singing and dancing in glorification of Krishna. And of course, there's uh, always Krishna's mercy in the form of sanctified foodstuffs, Krishna prasadam. Sometimes Krishna consciousness is called the kitchen religion. So there's a lot of cooking, a lot of eating. Also. So we have so many activities: philosophy, singing, dancing, music, cooking. Everything is meant. Everything is meant for the pleasure of and glorification of Krishna. We are not here to be philosophers per se. Do you know what per se means? It means not exactly like that. It's, Our intrinsic aim or our ultimate aim is not simply to be philosophers, nor nor musicians, nor cooks or gourmets, but to be devotees of Krishna. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna is uh, revealing the path by which we can be devotees of Krishna. There are certain requirements to be a devotee of Krishna. Uh, as is stated in the Bible, I believe it's spoken by Lord Jesus. One cannot love, yeah, one cannot love God and love Mammon. Mammon in, is uh, an archaic word which means material pleasure. So this verse that we're discussing today uh, gives that idea, 
And uh, this concept of being free from material attachment or this understanding, uh, it seems to be almost lost in the Christian tradition. It was there previously. But it's uh, it's an obvious point that we cannot be attached to the material world and be attached to the spiritual world. Nor, as Krishna indicates in the verse that we just read, if one has material attachment, fear and anger, it's not possible to have a steady mind. So this uh, being free from material attachment, fear and anger is a prerequisite for being a devotee of Krishna. Or at least the desire has to be there f- to be free from attachment, fear, and anger. And by and by practicing Krishna consciousness, one uh, is imbued with the mercy of Krishna, by which one can be one by Krishna consciousness becomes free from attachment, fear, and anger. Now, this uh, one line which comes in this verse comes again uh, later in the fourth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Vita Raga Bhaya Krodha, freedom from attachment, fear and anger. Vita Raga Bhaya Krodha, Manmaya Mamupashitaha, Bahavo Gyana Tapasa, Putamad Bhava Magataha. Lord Krishna states that being freed from attachment, fear and anger, many persons in the past became purified uh, by, and being attached to me, many persons in the past became purified and uh, by knowledge and detachment, and thus they came to me. Now, as long as we're in the material world, attachment, fear, and anger, they pervade our lives. We have unlimited material attachments. Srila uh, Prabhupada sometimes pointed out that if we take a worm in stool, away from the stool, he will feel offended and go back to the stool. He'll crawl back to the stool. Kirman, yeah. Same, it's Sanskrit again. There's so many words. You know that? Kira means, yeah. Creamy, creamy. Yes, the word for... Worm in, worm, the type of worm that goes in stool. Srila Prabhupada often used to use this graphic example of the worm in stool, which you can probably only imagine in this country. You don't see many worms in stool because the, uh, you pass stool and then it just you flush it all away. But just to give an impromptu biology class here, there are two basic kinds of worms in stool. One is the type that lives uh, in the intestine and is passed out sometimes with the stool. The most common ones of these are very small. Some and some are very long. They can be several, you know, like more than a meter long. And uh, another type that you that you won't see is uh, when you pass stool in the field, and then the flies come, and they lay their eggs, and then little maggots come and live happily in the stool. Kita, means. You've seen in India, yeah, in Lithuania also. Yeah, actually I've seen in Russia sometimes they have these outside toilets still. So uh, we're, here to, we're here to discuss the highest philosophy of this supremely beautiful transcendental person, Krishna. So why are we talking about worms in stool? Well, because we are worms in stool. The same attachment we have to the material world is the same attachment that the worms have to the stool. And uh, although that position may seem very horrible to us, it's it's the, the same attachment that we have to our putradharagrihadishu, this uh, mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, attachment to children, wife, home, family, and the rest. So, um, of course, the, the position of the worm in stool appears most abominable. And uh, it, it therefore serves as, an, as a good contrast between that of the pure devotee living with Krishna in the spiritual world. Apart from the uh, worm being in the stool, the, the, when the worm is in the stool, that means the stool is sitting there and it, it gains an uh, extra smell by sitting in the field or in the toilet. So the smell is so bad you want to vomit.
just smelling it. But the worm in stool is thinking, this is wonderful. So as, uh, if we are attached to this material world, then we cannot be attached to Krishna. So sometimes we, uh, well, we often give these kind of examples to uh, bring home the point to us, to exemplify the point that we, it is absolutely against our self-interest to be attached to this material world. Uh, apart from being attached to friends, family, home, and uh, we, we may also have subtle attachments. We're attached to our own ideas. And many people, they can't even hear the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita spoken by devotees because they have a block in their consciousness that they, they already have their own ideas and they don't want it changed. There's, uh, I, I don't know about here in Lithuania, but in, in uh, Western Europe and USA, Australia, like that, a lot of people think that it's very bad for religions to proselytize. Proselytize means to try to convert people to your religion. They don't like people who are, you know, come up to you on the street or knock on your door and they try to change your religious belief. Is it like that in Lithuania also? They say, well, you can believe what you like, but don't try to proselytize. But these rascals, they're proselytizing for Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola and Mercedes-Benz and Toyota and everything, everything in the world, but don't, don't preach about God. Wherever you go, you're subject to big, huge billboards telling you to buy this and buy that, and no one's complaining. And they, they wouldn't sell anything unless they advertised it. No one would ever buy Coca-Cola unless they advertised it. Well, that's considered socially acceptable. But to uh, propagate God consciousness is considered something it's, it's not proper to do. So, uh, yeah, people don't like to us to, they don't like preaching. If you like, then you can explain this and that, but don't try to convert me. So they already have a, a built-in psychological block so that they can retain all their material attachments. So therefore, a um, person who wants to be transcendentalist, they deliberately try to get free from material attachments. And particularly the history of India is one of a renunciation. Sometimes uh, Western scholars, they criticize Indians that they never kept any proper history. Uh, they didn't keep elaborate chronicles of all the different political intrigues. Well, the reason is because in Indian culture, this is who's in power and who's that's not considered the really important point of life. In Indian culture, traditionally, the people have been considered most important and remembered and revered throughout the ages are the spiritual leaders. And there are dozens and hundreds of accounts of kings who left everything or rich people who left everything to live a very renounced life for the sake of spiritual realization. The most famous of whom is Gautam Buddha, but he's just one of many, many. So it's understood that uh, to, for spiritual advancement one has to be free of material attachment. One also has to be free of fear. This is uh, mentioned repeatedly in the Srimad Bhagavatam. That uh, just yesterday we were reading Tasmat Bharata Saravatma Bhagavan Ishvaro Harihi Shrotavya Kirtitapyascha Smartapyas Chechatabhayam. The one who wants to be free from fear, they should always uh, hear about, remember, and glorify the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Now, in his purport here to the Vita Raga Bayakrodha Manmaya Mamupashrita verse in the fourth chapter, Srila mm -hmm. Prabhupada refers to the fear of spiritual personality. We are 
we in the material existence we become attached to different people uh, and we become disappointed in various relationships mm-hmm. lord lord buddha pointed out that uh, attachment or desire that is the cause of all suffering so uh after having placed faith in others or hope in others and been disappointed uh one may be fearful of having any relationships with anyone and so uh when we are informed that the supreme is a person we become very afraid and think no no i don't want any relationship with anyone and so such persons they become attached to impersonal uh, an impersonal understanding of the supreme but this is also a block in understanding the supreme truth because the supreme truth is a cowherd boy he's a person a transcendental happy beautiful cowherd boy but people who have been cheated in their material relationships they cannot have faith in krishna they're afraid or one may even be angry you may think that uh well you see all these religions they're all just uh, cheating and become angry at all religions or uh yeah they may may become uh, angry at god we think that well you know i worship god and then uh, i got so many problems and you know it's all god's fault you blame god for all our problems so uh fear within this material world is a uh, is a symptom of ignorance if we're afraid for the body that is ignorance because we are not the body of course easy to say this it's not so easy to act on that uh and anger is also that uh, yeah actually both fear and anger on the material platform they're produced from material attachment because we're attached to the body we're afraid that it may get harmed and because we're attached to uh people what people think about us they were for afraid that people will call us bad names or think that we're stupid and uh, anger is also a result of attachment because we become angry if someone insults us or we may be attached to other people and if if people uh, act in a way that may harm others then we become angry at those who are causing harm so the, the fear attachment fear and anger they may work in various ways uh, but one cannot have a steady mind and one cannot be krishna conscious if one has attachment fear and anger and even after taking to the process of krishna consciousness uh, attachment fear and anger can block our progress there's a story of uh, shripad ramanujacharya a great vaishnav guru he had many uh, sanyasi disciples but he, he was uh, very fond of and close to one uh, grihastha couple and some of his sanyasi disciples used to grumble about that you see that we see we're very renowned and these grihasthas they are just attached householders with so much opulence and why is our guru more attached to them why does he like them more so it was the habit of the, the, this grihastha couple that the the man would the husband would stay out somewhat late at night with ramanuja and his wife would be at home so uh one night ramanuja instructed some of his sanyasi disciples that you go in the house of this grihastha couple while that woman she's sleeping before the husband has come and you you take the jewelry from her body and bring it to me strange order but you know guru's order should be followed that's so uh, they went into the house while she was sleeping but as she uh, she wasn't sleeping anyway um they t- she was lying on her side so they took the jewels off but they couldn't get the jewels on the underside where she was lying and uh she uh, when when they taken the ju- the jewelry off one side she turned in her sleep so it seems and then they thought now she's waking up so they ran off so this happened and uh a few days later ramanuja arranged that while the sanyasis were out someone would take a, i mean they didn't have hardly any possessions just the uh, little cloth and the their coping which means the cloth which they use as underwear and a begging bowl and that was about it 
So Ramanuja arranged for someone to go in while the sannyasis were out from their ashram and steal their cloth underwear, just some just some strips of cloth, that's all. So they, when this happened, they all came in, hey, what's going on? Who's made this big offense? How could they dare to do such a thing? So Ramanuja said, hey, I'm getting really upset. It's just a few pieces of cloth. You know, that, that uh, lady I told you to steal from, in the morning she, uh, her husband came to me and uh, offered, the morning after I sent you to steal from her, her husband came to me and uh, offered obeisances and apologized on behalf of his wife. That uh, actually she wasn't asleep, but she was just lying down when you came, when the sannyasis came. And she saw they came to steal her jewelry, but she thought, well, they must have some reason for doing so. Ramanuja must have sent them. They wouldn't do it otherwise. So when they took the jewels from one side, I turned over so they could take it from the other side. But then they, I don't know, they just left. I don't know why exactly. And I'm so sorry I couldn't offer all of the jewels. So anyway, please take them now and I'm sorry for the offense. Through this, Ramanuja demonstrated that uh, a grihasta can be fully renounced and a sannyasi can be very attached even to the most worthless things that they have. Of course, nowadays, sannyasis, they have all the most fancy technological, technological equipment, often. But they're not supposed to be attached. They're supposed to use it all in the service of Krishna. But the point is that even in spiritual life, one can develop mundane attachment. Someone can become attached to the position of being a temple president, the, the honor of being a sannyasi or a guru. You can become material, mundanely attached to them. These roles are... A, yeah, these roles are accepted to uh, facilitate our service to Krishna. But it is possible to become attached to it in a mundane way. It's also possible that uh, one becomes attached to the material facilities offered in devotional service. I don't think this situation is there in Vilnius, but in many centers, ISKCON has big opulent centers and... Uh, People can be attached to the facilities of living there more than, with, yeah, rather than to serving Krishna. And uh, fear can also be there. Mundane fear can be a block in our fear in relation to our lives in Krishna consciousness. For instance, uh, again, I don't think this is a situation in Vilnius, but in some temples or devotional communities, it, the atmosphere is more one of fear than love. The temple president uh, creates an atmosphere of fear that I'm in charge here and you have to do what I say. So if we're serving with a predominant uh, fear rather than spontaneous, rather than developing spontaneous attraction to serving Krishna, then we're not we're not going to actually develop in Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Anger can also uh, block our advancement in Krishna consciousness. Anger generated from association with devotees. Many devotees feel angry that well, I was mistreated by other devotees, which uh, in many cases may be true, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, if we become overwhelmed by anger and think that, well, all the devotees, they're all bad and I was mistreated, it's all, uh, it's all actually self-centered egoism. In the purport which we just read, Srila Prabhupada writes that, uh, that uh, if, if one is... One accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord, thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds. Or one may be angry and say, you see, I'm trying in Krishna consciousness and no one's appreciating it. And I, I tried to serve, I tried to preach and no one responded. You see, and Krishna's not helping me. But these are all, it's all egoistic self-centeredness. And if we develop such an attitude, then our Krishna consciousness becomes blocked. Even if, objectively speaking, we have good grounds to complain that I have been mistreated by devotees, 
still, even then, if we become angry, if we become overwhelmed by anger, then we can't be Krishna conscious. As Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Kam krod lob moha mada di avishta e shabna chare kishe pabe ratha Krishna. He says, as, as long as we are absorbed in uh, material desire, anger, greed, illusion, uh, the uh, mother means the uh, false pride, and all these other uh, tendencies which block Krishna consciousness, then uh, if, if we don't give up all these things, if we don't get beyond all these, then how can we attain to the service of Radha and Krishna? Radha and Krishna are dancing in Vrindavan. They're, they're laughing and playing. You know, there's no place in Vrindavan to go up to Radha and Krishna and say, well, uh, he mistreated me and they said this to me. and I, I didn't get my insurance money. You, you don't get anywhere. In, the, age, the devotees of Krishna, they don't let you get anywhere near Radha and Krishna. You can remain very close to one devotee only. Her name is uh, Maya Devi or Durga. We don't belong in Rajadham, we belong in Devi Dham. Now, uh, attachment, fear, and anger, as we have analyzed briefly here, they are uh, blocks to be, being Krishna conscious. And there's another kind of attachment, fear, and anger, which if we don't have it, we can't be Krishna conscious. We should be attached to Krishna, to his devotees, to devotional yes. service, as we sing daily in the uh, prayer to the Guru, Sri Guru Charane Rati Eishayutamagati. Attachment to the lotus feet of the Krishna conscious Guru, that is in and of itself the uh, topmost attainment. Jai Pure Sarva Asha. By that, all our desires are fulfilled. That doesn't mean that if we desire to have you know, three kilos of ice cream that uh, will suddenly appear in front of us. Because the Guru is not an ice cream dispensing machine. Guru, when, when this is stated, means that all our pure desires for Krishna consciousness will be fulfilled by attachment to the lotus feet of the Guru. And uh, he teaches us to how to desire. So attachment in itself is not bad. Attachment is good. But it's misplaced attachment that is that is uh, blocked to Krishna consciousness. Krishna consciousness actually means attachment to Krishna. Lord, Lord Buddha, the uh, basis of his teaching is that desire is the cause of all suffering. And of course, desire and attachment are intimately related. They're practically, yeah, desire when it becomes... Uh, Steady desire, that's called attachment. But that's saying that should be qualified, that material desire is the cause of all suffering. And from another perspective, lack of attachment is the cause of all suffering. Lack of attachment to Krishna causes us to be incarcerated in this material situation. And also there's uh, one kind of fear that we should have if we, are to be, if we are to be Krishna conscious. We should be afraid of maya. If we think, well, I, I've conquered over Maya, that's a very foolish thing to say. Lord Krishna states that his Maya is, is uh, very difficult to overcome. So we should recognize that Maya is much more powerful than we are. And that only only by surrendering to Krishna can we overcome Maya. But we should understand that constitutionally Maya is much more powerful than we are. So we should uh, always be afraid that Maya will gobble us up. Maya Grasta. Because that's her job, that's her, that's her service to Krishna, to test. Or to, well, she has two phases. The Avranatmikar and uh, Prakshepatmikar. One is the Avranatmika, means every, pretty much all the jivas are covered by her illusion. And if anyone tries to come out of that covering, then she has a special uh, mode by which she throws them back. In this way, she tests to see who is actually sincere to get free from her clutches and go to Krishna. So we should be afraid that Maya will 
pull us back. And she can also, she can only do so because we have material attachments. Those material attachments may be very deeply in the heart. It may be very, we may not even recognize that we have so many material attachments in our heart. They may be, they may be very subtle. Once, uh, Srila Prabhupada was standing before deities and praying and one disciple of his was bold enough to ask afterwards, disciple asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, what were you praying? So Prabhupada said, I was praying to Krishna that I never fall into Maya. To us it seems like a joke because we, we, it's unimaginable that Prabhupada could fall into Maya. Um, then a few days later, Prabhupada was... Uh, speaking to some of his disciples, and said that any one of you can fall into maya, but I cannot. And then the devotee asked, but Prabhupada, a few days ago you said you were praying to Krishna not to fall into maya, and now you said you can't fall into maya. So how is that? So Prabhupada said, because I'm always praying to Krishna that I don't fall into maya, therefore I cannot fall into maya. And Prabhupada actually said once that uh, one problem with, or one fault of my disciples is that they're, they're not afraid of maya. We think we don't have to follow Krishna consciousness very strictly, and uh, we're, we're already liberated. Famous last words. Famous last words. You know that there's a saying in English: "Famous last words." It means someone says something, uh, and they they say something like. Uh, well, just it's like the Titanic. They said it's unsinkable, and then it on its first voyage it sunk. Yeah, that's the problem with different language, different culture, different understanding. So you can give that example of the Titanic. They weren't afraid. This ship cannot sink. Triumph of modern technology. So no one was afraid. The rest is history. Everyone knows. Thanks to Steven Spielberg, I think he was. I never watched the I'm not in Maya. I didn't go to see the movie, but I knew about that anyway. I'm not in Maya, famous last words. Now, there was actually one of our godbrothers who was considered very advanced, and he once publicly declared that Maya cannot touch me. Uh, shortly after that, he fell down. Be afraid. And at the same time, confident of Krishna's protection. But don't take it for granted. And uh, there's also a certain kind of anger that if we don't have it, we can't be properly Krishna conscious. Should be angry for Krishna. Just like uh, Hanuman uh, taught Ravana a good lesson by burning his city. Now, uh, when Ram uh, sought the help of Sugriva and the, the monkeys for uh, winning back Sita Devi, they could have advised him differently. They could have said, look, Ram, why are you so attached? Well, you should just accept your fate. You're already living in the forest like a Muni. So now your wife's gone, so it's better for spiritual life. So now you can take sannyas. You know, all this anger and attachment is not good. No, they fought. They were, they were, they were angry for Ram. Ram is the Supreme Lord and his attachment to his wife, that is uh, pure spiritual attachment. He is the Supreme Enjoyer and Bhakti means to uh, assist the Lord in his enjoyment. So anyone who tries to obstruct the Supreme Lord's enjoyment, we should be angry at that. And those who deny the very personality of the Supreme Lord, like the Mayavadis, we should be angry at them. Contrary to uh, modern ISKCON mythology, Srila Prabhupada often got angry. Got angry. Srila Prabhupada is gradually being mythologized into a, a nice old man who always smiled at everyone. But uh, actually Prabhupada often got angry at his disciples and others and his disciples for their uh, mistakes or lack of application in Krishna consciousness, at the Mayavadis for denying the supremacy of Krishna. There are many examples. Uh, you can see the film of Prabhupada speaking with 
Cardinal Daniello in Paris. The Catholic leader is trying, he's arguing why we should eat animals. And Prabhupada doesn't start shouting him or anything, but you can see Prabhupada's going like this. And Prabhupada's just, you know, he's just speaking politely, but you can see he's actually very angry with this person. So not to be angry and just to, just like the Mayavadis, they say, well, everything's nice, everything's good, be cool and relax. Aram, relax. So uh, this uh, this seems to have entered our uh, Iskon world today. Also, the idea that you know, don't get angry and don't get too excited and just take it easy and relax. We talk a lot about good relationships. Uh, the idea that we should just smile at each other. But why did people love Prabhupada when he was, you know, he could get very angry at them? Because the anger of someone who's angry at us to improve us, to help us to improve in bhakti, that anger is much more an expression of love than just uh, not trying, just superficially smiling at others. So Narottam Das Thakur says, Krodha Bhakta Dveshi Jani. We should be angry at persons who are inimical to devotees. Kama Krishna Arpane. Our desires should be offered in the service of Krishna. So these are some considerations of uh, attachment, fear and anger. How they can block devotional advancement. And how not having Krishna conscious attachment, fear and anger can block our advancement in Krishna. Uh, Attachment, fear and anger are not inherently bad, but we we should understand how they should be applied in Krishna consciousness. So thank you for uh, patiently listening. If there are any questions, you can please ask them. Do we have anyone watching through the internet? Maybe there's some questions there also. Any questions coming in from wherever anyone's watching? Any questions locally here in Vilnius, which for uh, the edification of whoever might be watching and outside of the Baltic area or, or Russia, I don't think anyone's ever heard of Vilnius. So it happens to be the capital of Lithuania, which is uh, a country in Europe, which used to be part of the USSR. You don't need to translate that into Lithuanian, but it's just for just giving some some uh, information for people who may... Yeah, 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 nice. Who's that? Don't know. Anonymous. Yeah. Okay, so they're typing in a question, is it? Any... Before you go, don't go, some of you are leaving, don't go without prasadam. If you don't have attachment to prasadam, you can't be Krishna conscious. That's not a very difficult one to, uh, usually it's, uh, often sometimes it's too much attachment. Attachment for the wrong reasons, or not the best reasons. We can't say that attachment to prasadam is bad. Anyway, no question. Yes, Oh yeah, okay. In in Lithuania or outside? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Do you want to give the mic to him and then everyone can hear, including those who are standing outside? In the verse itself it is said that one who who is not elated then there is his happiness. Yeah. I didn't touch that in this in this. I I just was on the point of uh, <laughs> One who is not elated when there's happiness or distressed when there are causes for distress. So what's the question? Uh, so the question is that... Well, uh, by being attachment to Krishna, we overcome material attachments. <coughs> so we may be... Uh, yeah, if we, we may have cause for material happiness, just like seeing our family members after a long time. But one should not be uh, overwhelmed by mundane emotions. If we're actually at, uh, 
if we are Krishna conscious, then we'll think that uh, how can my family members become Krishna conscious and interact with them in such a way that they may become attached to Krishna. Now it's interesting that that it's stated. It's not stated that the sthitadhi uh, muni or the self-situated sage doesn't have material sukh, but rather because he's stitadhi or fixed consciousness, he doesn't become carried away by this. If he suddenly gets a million dollars, he doesn't think, oh, no, great, now I can really enjoy myself, and then just forget all his Krishna consciousness. <sighs> or, if in the, even in great difficulties, he doesn't give up his Krishna consciousness. So he may, uh, he definitely in, the, in this world, will uh, will have uh, favorable and adverse conditions. But one is not carried away by that. One continues, one's, uh, one's mind is fixed that I have to serve Krishna. Just like now in, the, in uh, Lithuania, the uh, weather is much better than, we, than it was six months ago, I would presume, because it's miserably cold and snowing and dark all the time yeah, in, the, in the winter. Not that I've been here, but I heard all about it. Yeah, now it's uh, it's a cause of material happiness, whereas in the winter it's a cause of material distress. So a devotee doesn't think, well, now it's the summer I can enjoy, so let me go and lie on the beach and have a good time. And in the winter, when we're locked up indoors, then I'll chant Hare Actually, in the summer, all the devotees, they, sh- they should go to the beach and do Harinam. Indojimna Swami does that. And in Croatia also, devotees, every summer, because that's a big tourist spot, people come to become what Suhotra Swami called uh, stool pokoras. Stool pokora, yeah. They They go to get their skin fried brown on the outside and inside their stool. So people are... Instead of being miserable in Vilnius, they're miserable in Klaipeda. You see, they're li- you've seen them lying on the beach and they're just... When the Harinam party comes, say... Yeah, any other question? All right. Yeah. Hare Krishna. It's got absolutely nothing to do with the subject of the class, but anyway. So, Fridesh uh, literally means in the region of the heart. And... Uh, well, Srila Prabhupada explained this when he was asked about heart transplants. If the soul is in the heart, then do you get a new soul when you, when you, get, a, when you get a new heart? The soul is in the region of the heart. So this, when the soul has left the region of a certain heart, then that heart can be taken out of that now dead body and implanted in a body in which the soul is still present in the region of the heart, but the heart organ is not working properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great, well done. You can remember all that. So I was just talking about Hrvatska, Croatia, did I say it right? So Mahatapa Prabhu was asking that question. He's from Hrvatska, but now he's preaching to the stool pokoras of San Diego. San Diego is a place in America where people go to enjoy the beach just for your information, just like, just like in San Diego, they never heard of Vilnius, probably in Vilnius, they didn't hear of San Diego either. And what does it matter ultimately? You know, in a short time, there'll be a big fire and all these cities will burn up. If it's not an atomic bomb, well, there's a fire that comes from the mouth of uh, Ananta Shesh and burns, yeah. burns the whole universe. Short time means up to, you know, a few trillion years quite yeah. quite, a, quite a few trillion years a lot of a, many trillions of years no one's going to one good thing about being in Vilnius is no one's going to waste their atomic bombs on Vilnius right? what is the proper way to renounce one's material desires well the proper way is to uh, dovetail all one's desires in the service of Krishna if we simply try to give up desire without channeling our desire into, into the service of Krishna, that won't be successful. So to try to give up material desires without developing the positive desire to serve Krishna, that will always be a failure. 
So, if you're attached to uh, going to the beach at Klaipeda, then go there and do Harina. If you're attached to uh, nice food, well, we have a good Krishna conscious alternative to Baska, what's it called? Baska Robbins, ice cream shop, something like Mahatapa must know. It's all over America. It's, it's all over Europe, too. They must have, what's it called? Baska Robbins or something like that. There's a, yeah, whatever. There's, there's McDonald's. Devotee's not interested in McDonald's, but they are interested in Baska Robbins. Our temples uh, actually throughout the world, among vegetarians especially, are Krishna Prasadam is famous, the best vegetarian food. Of course, of course Krishna Prasad is a lot more than just vegetarian. It's very difficult to overcome the the, the uh, desire for nice food. Krishna Bharadwarmai Karibari Jiba Joy Shvaprasadonadalobai. Krishna is very merciful and to help us conquer the voracious tongue he has given us, Krishna Prasada. So most people they also desire to have a nice family. So you can have that in Krishna consciousness, if you're lucky. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Sometimes we see that still after practicing spiritual life, our material attachments are still very strong. How we can not to be discouraged to continue our devotional service? Uh, Is that Vedasa from Croatia? Can ask him. He can. He must have heard that. Of Vedasar from Mayapur, who's now in America. There's two Vedasars I know. Vedasar from Croatia. Well, uh, this is quite a big topic. I plan on speaking on it in some detail in Croatia. So see you there in a few weeks, Krishna willing. So don't become discouraged in the next two or three weeks. Keep on going. <laughs> Uh, the question is in, regard, in regards in uh, um, Maya, uh, Maya, being in the Maya level, is it possible to be more in Maya or less in Maya or it, it is just a question to be in Maya or not in Maya? And and what is the criteria of uh, how to understand to one's level on of being in mind? You have to be a little careful with this kind of question. It's just like Mark and De Rishi asked to see, he asked the Supreme Lord to see his Maya, and he ended up getting tossed in the water of devastation for trillions of years. And then it then it was all over, and he just saw it was just like a it was just a dream, but it seemed real because that's the nature of Maya. It went on went on for practically unlimited time. It's better to strive for Krishna consciousness. Of, of course, there are descriptions of the situation in Sattvagun and Rajagun and Tamagun. Sattvagun is uh, more. Uh, it's what's the right word? It's more facilitating or close to the spiritual life. In, in Sattvagun, one can attain spiritual knowledge. Whereas Tamagun is a very deep situation, very deeply in, covered by, by the uh, illusion. So, yes, but uh, we shouldn't think that well to be... It's, I'm only a little bit in Maya, so it doesn't matter so much. I, in Krishna consciousness. 
Yeah, well, from Srila Prabhupada's instructions, it's very clear that at least for his followers, once a month. All right, shall we finish there? Unless there's... Oh, you want to go on? Another question? All right, yeah. can go on, I guess. It's actually the first time I've been here in this temple for a few years, although I came to the festival. Do you need to translate that into Lithuanian? or Is yes, it? Yeah. Impersonalists. Yeah, yeah. For who are discouraged by having relationships? Yeah, yeah. People become in. One reason people become impersonalists is, as Prabhupada describes in that mm-hmm. purport, is because they're they they're afraid. Their experience in relationships has made them afraid of having any relationship. We can help them by uh, the way we help anyone. Give them Prabhupada's books, give them Krishna Prasadam. Be nice to them. Srila Prabhupada was uh, generally very strong with impersonalists and could be very angry with them. Because although the tendency, although here Srila Prabhupada speaks of the tendency towards impersonalism impelled by fear, but uh, underlying it all is envy of Krishna. Angry, not always angry, maybe that's not the right, but strong. Srila Prabhupada is very firm, in, sometimes very angry also, but he's very firm in preaching to impersonalists. And give them Krishna book, they can learn about the... Supreme Person, who even though he may sometimes disappoint others, that disappointment is also a feature of his love, which never ends. It's not his dis- The disappointment he causes, anyway, this is a very high topic. The disappointment he causes others only impels them to love him more. So the basic uh, Krishna conscious treatment is the same for impersonalists, atheists, Christians, uh, everyone, give them prasadam, invite them to chant Hare Krishna, give them Prabhupada's books. All right, so I think we'll finish there and uh, Hare Krishna, all go